in everything, there's always got to be beginning, right? So I feel like in God, we have to start believing in that where it's like God did create time. So God is now in that speaking, God is now not within time. That means God is out of time. Yes. At the end of the day, there was a start. And by getting rid of that start, you're getting rid of God. 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 Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Piscatus Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're sleeping, and <laughs> we might just be validating that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscata's Rose. There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. Because what, what, what would really happen if we, if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what, what? What would that life be like? 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 Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week we're going to be talking about divine time. Time is such a big topic that us as Christians need to understand a biblical worldview on. And it's something that many of us don't understand, at least not exactly the way that God wants us to understand it. You know, if I look back on my life, I remember being a little kid and I always thought time, it took forever, man. I remember it'd be like, hey, just wait 10 minutes and you'll get this, my mom would say. And I'd be like, man, oh, 10 minutes? That feels like forever. When is it, when is it gonna come? And I'd ask her four times within 10 minutes, has it been 10 minutes yet? And now I look back on time and I'm like, oh my gosh, 10 minutes, wow, that just flew by so fast. So I think within just a short few years, my um, perception of time, perception of time has definitely changed a lot. And I feel like the older you get, the faster it goes. Now it just feels like I'm blinking at Sunday. I mean, hopefully, you know, maybe I'll just keep blinking and I'll be married out of nowhere because it's not working (laughs) out right now. But if I keep blinking or maybe I'll just blink and God will come back. One of the two. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping God comes back at this point because I'm not feeling the way the world's going, but (laughs) getting back into the topic, just from the very beginning of the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the earth, and it was completely formless. One important thing to notice in verse four, he created night and day, and that was the first full day. Night and day, the morning and the evening was the first day. And that right there, it's the beginning of time. And that's completely different than what we're taught in a lot of different things that we're taught in school and science. And even a lot of movies, you see the circle of life that's preached to us, that things just kept going on and on and on. They've kind of always existed. And that things never really had a beginning, never really had an end. I mean, of course, there's the Big Bang Theory, which is kind of a bootleg version of what we believe. (laughs) But there's a lot of different beliefs out there that 
time never really started or ended. It's just always been there. And that's not necessarily the case. God spoke a word and it came about. Yeah. So it's interesting. It says he created time. And like you said, there are so many different point of views, but I feel like it is almost easier to understand, to believe in a, in a power that could create something like that. I feel like it's actually easier to believe in that than to believe in something that's just a cycle because I think it's kind of harder to, how do you, how can you believe in something's a cycle? Because there, in everything, there's always got to be beginning, right? So I feel like in God, we have to start believing in that where it's like God did create time. So God is now, in that speaking, God is now not within time. That means God is out of time. Yes. A lot of a, a lot of people, they kind of believe time isn't linear when the Bible kind of preaches that it is linear. And God specifically is outside of time. And it's so funny that we try so hard to understand what time is. And then we just make a more complicated version. It's just like, if it has no beginning and it has no end, how are we even supposed to understand it? Like, there has to be a beginning to something. I mean... Mm-hmm. How, how does that make any sense? So we kind of just created a trap for ourselves just by believing that there is no beginning and no end. Yes. That's essentially what you're preaching if you believe the circle of life. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, things are going to be born, die, kill each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. That happens. But at the end of the day, there was a start. And by getting rid of that start, you're getting rid of God. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. I know um, as we're talking about God being outside of time, we're talking about how God is eternal. He, he lives in eternity. And um, I know there's um, verses in Second Peter that talks about some stuff. Um, do you have that here? Yes. So one big point, um, reading from first, uh, Second Peter 3, 3 through 16. It says, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing the following uh, and following their own evil desires. They will say, where's the coming that he promised? And ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. And here's where you really want to focus in. But they deliberately, deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of the water. This is such a big thing. We deliberately try so hard to get rid of God that we make things more complicated than what they have to be. And of course, one thing we have to understand as a Christian, which this is a thing that you're going to see throughout, we have to understand in order to understand the Bible is that we're not going to understand everything. Cause if there was, if we understood everything, there would be no reason to have faith. But going back to this, we try so hard to understand things that we make things more complicated instead of trusting in God and what he did. God created time in the beginning. And so many, we try so hard to get rid of God that time doesn't even make sense. And right here, it kind of, shows that eternity and time were two different things. Yeah, it shows that even back thousands of years ago, they were, it says, but they deliberately forget. And they deliberately forget these things. It is talking about, you know, God did this. It says, God did this at the beginning. How are we already forgetting what God has done? We forget so easily. And that's 2,000 years ago. There's been 2,000 years since this has happened or more. And it's still happening today. All this time, 
And why are we still doing this? I can tell you one reason why. It's because we're trying too hard to understand something that's divine, something that's outside of our carnal nature. Just continuing in this passage of Second Peter, and we'll skip down to verse 8. And it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So just backing up, God is outside of time. He's in eternity. He created time. So a lot of times in our thinking, we're trying to put God in the box when God put us in a box. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Time is in a box, okay? Mm -hmm. So God put us in a box and we're thinking inside of the box. And even though, you know, we always say we can think outside the box, but we really can't think outside of the box that God put us in because we cannot understand certain divine things that God has not shown to us. But just going back to a year, a thousand years is like a day and a day like a thousand years. God has, I don't want to say so much time. God isn't even worried about the time. He, I almost said so much time, but it's he's not in time. So because he's not in time, he can be patient with each of us. He can be as slow as he wants to go because it may seem slow to us because we're like, oh, this needs to happen today. This hap- needs to happen now. But he's the beginning and the end. He knows how the story's going to go. He wrote it. He knows how it's going to go. And he's everywhere at once. So we may not understand why things are happening at a specific time, why things may be happening quickly, why some things may happen way slower. But if God made a promise to you, he's going to keep it. It's going to come to pass. And God has full control over that. But so many times, going back to that idea of we try to understand things from a perspective that's not biblical. And something like this seems so minute. It's just time. But it isn't just time. And time has an end. Time has an end, and then we're in eternity. If we're so focused on time that it's finite, it has an end, and we're not focused on the infinite, I guess is the best way of saying it, then we may have lost. We, we kind of lose the urgency because there is a bit of urgency. I mean, we have urgency to act for what God ha- wants us to do, mm-hmm. but... We also need to be patient with what God is doing to us. We need to do what God tells us, but we also need to be patient with God wants to do. You have to be very careful. You don't want to rush God. You can't rush God's time. Like you said, and I've heard many people describe it like this, and easier kind of understanding is God's working on you the same time he's working on Abraham. Yeah, that may have been a long time ago, but he's working on you. To him, it's the same. He's working on you the same time frame for him because there is no time. He's working on you just like he's working on Abraham. He's working on you, so why are you going to try to rush him? He sees your beginning just like he sees your end. He knows you. Don't rush God because that, that's a dangerous place to be, to try to rush, to try to rush God. And I know that's a, that's a scary place. I've tried to I'd do that before in my life where I'm like, God, just this could happen right now. <laughs> Yes, and that's why patient, that's a fruit of the Spirit. When mm-hmm. God's in you, it's just love, joy, peace, patience. Patience is so important because when we try to rush things, which I don't want to get too much into a different topic, but when we try to rush things, 
I think one of the reasons why we even rush things is because we don't understand. We know God created the earth. We know God did this, but God created time. So why are we trying so hard to understand what God did? I hate to say it like this, but it's just a sign that we have little faith. We have little faith in God Mm -hmm. because God has control of it all. It says all things will work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So something may happen and it may seem bad. It may feel bad, but is it actually bad if you love the Lord and you're doing what you're supposed to do? Everything may go wrong. Jesus, his son, got crucified. He got killed brutally, but it was for a purpose. Everything happens for a purpose. Everything happens in a time. Everything happens in a season. Absolutely. So many times we try to wrap our own plans into his plans. I love... Um, where it talks about in Ecclesiastes uh, in chapter 3 where it talks about um, some of these things we're talking about how we you know there's a time in every season Um, in Ecclesiastes we'll start reading uh, there is a time for everything a season for every activity under the heavens that's that's verse 1 and I I love that so much because it talks about there is a season it kind of makes you really realize and look down at it there's a time for everything and we need to kind of be in the moment of those times because God knows what we're doing. God is putting those seasons in our lives. So we need to pray, obviously, for the next seasons and be worried about those next seasons. But we also need to take time to dwell in the seasons that he's putting us in. Yes, and so many times we get wrapped up in this Hollywood Christianity that everything is just going to go well. We come to God and everything's going to work out in great timing. And it is great timing because it's God's timing. But sometimes we look for our great timing, our will, and not God's will. It talks about in the scriptures, there's going to be sun shining on the good and the evil, and there's going to be rain that falls on the just and the unjust. And right here, it also talks about there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time that good things are going to happen, bad things are going to happen. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. There's a time to search and there's a time to, okay, this is, it's time to give up on this subject. It literally says there's a time for everything under the sun. Um, But one other thing, it talks about all the times of different types of things that are almost kind of two different Mm -hmm. opposites. And then at verse nine, it gets into a different, slightly different thing instead of describing a time for everything. And it starts here at verse nine, and it says, what do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing far, nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. And this is the gift of God. I know that God, that everything God does will endure forever and nothing can be added from it and nothing can be taken away from it. God does it so people will, will fear him. So there's two concepts right here. One, God has placed eternity on our hearts. And this opens a broader subject that we'll mm-hmm. hit on in a second. And then the two, second thing is God added this so we can fear him. He gave us something that we're not going to understand, but we have in our conscience. And we can see this in our world. Mm-hmm. We can see this 
looking around at somebody of different belief systems, and we can see this in people who don't even have a belief system. People are focused on time, and they're trying to merge time with eternity. Absolutely. I mean, if we look at the different religions, there are so many different religions. There's There are religions that believe in a afterlife, an eternity of their own, that believe that you will just automatically go to a good afterlife. There are people that, like us, believe in a good and a bad afterlife for what you do on earth. There are people that believe in eternity of nothing. There are people that believe in eternity of reincarnation, which kind of goes back to that circle of life thing that we were talking about earlier. There are so many different things, but it all kind of goes together in showing that we all believe in eternity. No matter who you are, what you believe, anything, in the back of your head, there is a point of you believing in an eternity. What is that eternity you believe in it is up to you. But there is an eternity in all of us. As it says in this verse, it, it, in, there's eternity in our hearts. God has put it in our hearts because we know that there has to be something after. Whether it's just black. As some people and some of the atheist people I know just believe it's nothing. And you just die and that's it. And yeah. there's just nothing. But that nothingness is still an eternity because that means the moment moments of your life are done so that means it's just black forever which is an intern eternity and i just think it's really interesting how it does say in that verse eternity is in our hearts because even when you don't believe in what we believe in and you don't read this bible it shows the truth that everyone does believe in eternity yes we can see it just by observing the world around us and i think another very interesting thing going back to one the this is the biggest revelation that I think I ever got about the Bible in general, not even just this topic. When you finally understand that you will not understand everything. Mm, yes. And just go off of faith, then you will understand. When you finally understand you won't understand, then you will understand. <laughs> okay? So, and even right here, it tells us he put eternity in our hearts because we have... The thing is, there's three parts of a human anyway. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, we have our flesh, yes. we have our spirit and soul. Um, mm -hmm. And we can die in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And we can hopefully, hopefully don't <laughs> die in the spirit and go to hell. I, I hope that you guys do not, you guys pray and get a relationship with God and that does not happen. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the sad fact is, a lot of people, maybe even more than who's going to go to heaven, yeah. may end up with hell, at least where the world's going anyway. I've really, God God forbid that happened, but it's, the it's way things headed, look, yeah. there's going to be a whole lot more people in hell, and that's sad. But we're going to do, if we are fulfilling the Great Commission, we will get as many people yeah. who have that willing heart. If we live that life of a disciple maker like we've been talking about, we hope to not let that happen. We're going to and explain this eternity to others so they see the importance of it. Because in talking eternity and all these things, you realize if there is an eternity, and you look at this, if there is an eternity, do you really want to spend it in somewhere of complete torment? I mean, things in this world are bad, and there are bad things that happen, and, and evil things. But hell is a place of total torture, and that, is that really where you, where you want to spend your eternity? It makes you really think and look back at it. And that perspective of like, wow, I really can't live this world bad because I don't want to spend eternity. Because this, this world is a fragment compared to eternity. I mean, it's kind of hard for our brains to comprehend. And really, when I try to wrap my mind around it, I'm like, 
Really? What? No one can fathom yeah. what God has done from the beginning and the end. It's literally in that verse. Yeah, it's it's so crazy because you're like, wait, hold up, what? I mean, but truly, we are going to live, it's going to feel like nothing when we go to heaven. It's going to feel like our life didn't matter. It, was, it Not necessarily didn't matter, but it's going to feel like it, it meant but a vapor, as they say in that verse. It was but a vapor. It's a small fragment of what it's going to be in eternity. So to live this life and the pressures it will have in this life to live a life, to be a disciple maker, to do these things, means nothing compared to how great heaven is going to be. And this is another aspect that really helps us as disciple makers is knowing the fact that eternity is placed in everyone's hearts. We covered how everybody has different beliefs, but at the end of the day, even the most atheist, most, most agnostic person who doesn't believe anything, doesn't believe in anything and that you just die, when they get to death, there's no hope. When If you believe that, you have no hope. But when you get closer to death, you're going to start to worry like, oh, I've lived this life and it feels wasted. Mm -hmm. But that's a point that you can be a witness to. We have, it's so sad that we just have to try to understand everything and try to reject God. But when you reject God, you don't have hope. You know, you live your life and you live it up and then you die. Yeah. And even if that was the end, you die. And that's one thing why it's so important to have a biblical aspect, a uh, biblical perspective on this, because a lot of people, not even Christian, they have different beliefs. And a lot of these beliefs, except for, I believe, the only major belief that has an equivalent to hell, aside from Christianity, which kind of branches out of the Judeo-Christianity is Islam. But that's a different subject. But a lot of other beliefs, they believe that you're going to keep being reincarnated or go to some sort of nirvana. And there's no, there's no bad ending, I guess is the best way of saying it. A lot of these beliefs, there's no real bad ending, except for if you're atheist, which there's no good or bad ending. There's just, just nothing. End. You end Absolutely. is what happens. But there's just nothingness. But... If you even just look at that alone, if we're wrong about reincarnation, we're going to get another chance, which I don't Wouldn't you remember what you were in your past life? Was I an ant? Was I a bug? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I would have been because I don't <laughs> yeah. believe that. It doesn't make sense. And that's a whole different. And, and if you look at the, the way atheists believe in it, good into nothing, I think personally, if we're wrong, is it bad to have lived a life of being kind. I mean, honestly, because we, it, it, if you go and there's nothingness, at least when the afterlife and there's nothing, at least you have put some good in the world. At least you have made someone's day brighter. So even if everything happens and we could be wrong, and I believe 100% in me that I am not wrong, but if something, if it were, I'd at least like to live a life and say, you know what, I caused some happiness. You know, and I think that's so much better. And I think a lot of people use things like that to say, well, I can just live my life however I want because it goes and it's gone and there's nothing. But I'd like to live it, even if there is nothing, man, I'd want to live a life that makes others happy. And put it in this perspective, imagine being dead wrong, no matter how much you believe, dead wrong in your beliefs, especially as a Christian, being dead wrong that you were on your track to heaven and there was no heaven or hell, and you were trying to save people, all that stuff, 100% wrong. What does that mean? Hmm. Nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. However, if you're even 
0.0000, let's have eternity of zero, one percent <laughs> have any speculation that you will be wrong on this? Yeah. Why would you risk eternity? Time feels forever sometimes. Yeah. Time feels forever sometimes. You on a train or, or yeah. on a plane, <laughs> it feels like forever. That ain't going to have nothing yeah. on burning and being in anguish, not even, even if there's no fire, even if we were on this earth forever, mm-hmm. you'll never find happiness because people, not even at the end of their life, they even end up, people who have everything take their lives because they did not find their happiness. Yeah. So even being left to your lusts alone yeah. forever, that's not going to be good. Yeah. Taking out the fire and all that, you'll never find happiness And God doesn't even necessarily promise happiness. He promises joy, which is better than happiness. But it's so important to have that right aspect. And that is something that can be used. Knowing that eternity is placed in every single one of our hearts. That is something that we can use to be a witness. Man, yeah, like you were just saying, I would rather live this life and be wrong than to live the other life and be wrong. Because in our life, living it being wrong isn't that bad but to live the other life and be wrong it is something i couldn't imagine so I, I think it's so important like you said to live that because you want to because what, what what would really happen if we if we were wrong nothing but if we were wrong in the other way man what what, what would that life be like I, i'm so happy to understand this and i hope we can bring this to others and, and and live this life of being a disciple maker to show others that show others this and to give them god so one other big topic when it comes to divine time is knowing what god's plan for us is So we can turn to Proverbs 16, and we'll start with verses 1 through 4. And it says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All persons' ways seem pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord's whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. And then even skipping down to 16.9, specifically focusing on time, it says, in their hearts, human plan, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps right there. And that's a powerful the Lord. We can make any plan, but at the end of the day, God approves. God approves of everything. He lets things happen, but God approves. He doesn't necessarily make everything happen mm-hmm. because this free will aspects. So that's a whole concept of why evil happens. Yeah. Um, but God does approve of certain things because he can approve of everything to make it work in his plan. But this whole chapter of chapter 16 of Proverbs is a chapter of comparisons of different things. But focusing on the divine time aspect, we can plan all we want to, but God's sovereign plan will always be done and nothing will ever happen outside of his plan. Even though Satan may be the ruler of this world and we have our own free will, God is the one that establishes every single step. Even looking back, this isn't really in my notes, but looking back to the story of Job, that whole chapter Satan had asked God for permission to test yeah. Job. Yeah. 
But Satan doesn't have that control of us. So he has to get God's permission. And that's why God's outside of time. He's outside of the world. He's, out, he's not something that we can comprehend. He has his own plan. And even though some things may ha not happen that are necessarily good, even evil things, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. And I think it's so powerful, really, that last verse. The first few were just kind of talking about our plans and the God, God has plans that he will establish. But I really like that last verse where it says, in our hearts, we plan our course, but God establishes our steps. We can plan however far into the future, but we kind of need to also focus on what can we do today? What is God telling us to do today? Mm -hmm. Because our plans can just be thrown out yeah. of the window. Absolutely. I know for me, um, in 2019, I decided I wanted to go on a missions trip. So I planned a missions trip for 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. If I would have known back there. And shake my head. Back, back in November of 2019, if I would have known, wow. But I plan, we, we got, on a, got with the organization, and uh, I planned to go to Malawi, Africa. And I, I had prayed about it, and I thought God was saying, you're going to go on a missions trip. And so I was like, okay. And I signed myself up. And 2020 hits, and it's canceled. <laughs> I don't have COVID, I promise. <laughs> if you have to say it, do you? <laughs> well, you'll figure out in seven days, 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> but I had that, and everything got canceled. All the mission trip, everything was shut down. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, well, I guess this isn't happening. And I was let down a little bit, but I knew that God had his plan, so... I was just going to go with it, and I went on. And 2020 hit, and that, all that stuff happened. 2020 is ending, and there's another mission trip, and they say, this time it's going to happen. We're going to do these. Our organization says we're going to go, and we're going to do it. So 2021, this year, Madagascar. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I always think about the movies. With <laughs> Madagascar, that's such a good movie. Oh, my goodness. Those were so much fun. But I, I, I was supposed to go this year, and actually in uh, June was scheduled to go and they decided due to COVID still going got canceled and I was like wow okay I'm not and, and, and after I, I can't I'm gonna be honest I, I had a lot of doubts I was like man I thought this was God's plan not my plan and I, I kind of got frustrated because I was like two different times and it's what a, I thought was also, you it's also not even yeah. I guess another thing I could see why you're so irritated because it's not I mean, I'm sure mission trips are fun, but it's also like, I'm not trying to get like a job promotion or something for me. Like, yeah. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. God, why yeah. are you blocking Yeah, absolutely. And so some stuff happened and, and I actually got with another organization and they found out about my mission trip and how it had been canceled. And they said, we have one for you. I was like, oh, really? You have something? They're like, absolutely. We have a mission trip for you to Africa. And you get to go to Uganda, Africa. So this missions trip in July, I'm going, and it is going to be amazing. Uh, I'm so excited for it, but it's actually happening. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But but to wait out Isn't that it time. Isn't longer, too? It's actually going to be longer than the mission trip. And like a 
whole You're, ten days. What about down the there? funding? Oh wow, that's yeah, another funding. blessing. Yeah, God, God blessed me because it was supposed to be over four thousand dollars to go on both my missions trip before, and now this was ha- over about half the price, and I was just like, wow, God. So he God got you. He got it. you to get. So he, he said he got you to save the funds you needed, yeah. and now you have abund- exceeding and abundantly what you needed. Absolutely. So situation. God, God knew what He was doing in that in that situation where, if I would have made my plans and I could have pushed things or, or decided, you know what, I'm just not going because it didn't go with what I wanted. But I listened and I said, you know what, I'm gonna let it happen. And when that third one came in, they're like, you wanna do this? I said, if it's an open door, then I'm gonna go through it and I'm gonna let God have his way and, and it's happening and I, I could not be more happy about it. But I had to listen to that plan. You know, sometimes we make our own plans and we do our own stuff. But if we truly listen to God's plan, God's going to have his way. He does not promise you something that won't happen. And it will happen in his timing. He thought he was going to go right then, and it didn't happen. But because he thought he was going to do this mission trip at this time and that time, Mm -hmm. he had the money and way more than what he needed to get to the one right here. And I know personally in my life, or not technically my life, (laughs) my dad, he recently or I shouldn't say recently, about two years ago now, which these two years flew with the whole, we all know how that went. (laughs) So my dad ended up getting this really awesome job opportunity, pay increase, everything. He's traveling, he's getting all this awesome stuff. Like I was almost jealous of him. Like he coming back every week uh, all the time, but he like, he's getting all this food and stuff. It was just a really nice job opportunity. And eventually it got to the point where we were possibly going to move to a different site. Um, it was going to be another pay increase, and it was also going to be in a completely different state, Nebraska, of which I absolutely know nothing about. I did connect with a couple people from there. If y'all <laughs> listening, hello, Nebraska friends. <laughs> Sorry, never ended up moving out there. COVID kind of threw those for a loop. Speaking of COVID, <laughs> it threw us for a loop, as I said. So we didn't end up going to the corn state. We actually, it's <laughs> so interesting. I think that's the only thing I know about y'all. And Omaha Steaks, right. which Omaha, speaking Ooh. of Omaha Steaks, so when COVID, the lockdowns <laughs> happened, I was so, so mad. My dad's boss, 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 I think he, he wasn't the CEO, but like he was the boss, boss of that location. He was going to take us, his kids, and his, uh, all of us to get steak oh, for free. Man. And That's we were going to go on vacation the week that the lockdowns happened. And we had our... Backpack because oh. they were like they were like oh it's only gonna be two weeks so we were like oh okay so you know we'll just keep <laughs> our bags packed our bags were packed for like three or four months before we realized this is never gonna happen <laughs> but it ended up being a good job opportunity for my dad some other good things came out of it but it be it since it was I guess it may have been because it was an American company he got paid. And they kept them. He got paid very well during COVID when a lot of people were losing their jobs. So that was something that happened very well. And then eventually we ended up transitioning to a different job since some different things happened. And he's getting paid even more there. But it's just really interesting how specific things happened at specific timing. We really thought we were going to move to Nebraska. Yeah. But he ended, we ended up getting, he ended up getting that job opportunity yeah. to be a stable job throughout this pandemic. Absolutely. God God has his ways. So if that wouldn't have happened, who would have known what would happen during the pandemic? He had a stable job that he could keep. Who knows if he would be able to work at the other job, you know? Yeah. So having a job that he could work through that pandemic, it blessed your family. And then eventually didn't turn out the way you thought, but it was just there for that time and God's time, which is, which is crazy how God works like that. Yes. Yes. It's, we, we can make all the plans we want. 
all the plans we want. We really think we're going to do this. We really think, we'll, but what, what, what does God, I almost said think, what does God know about mm-hmm. our future? Yeah, absolutely. Not think. God, does, God doesn't necessarily think about things. I mean, he may think about things, but he knows. God's the one that knows. He's omniscient, omnipresent, all-powerful, sovereign. He has all full control of time and our plans. So the final verse we have here today is in Proverbs 27 and 1. And it says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. So in this verse, it's talking about while we plan for tomorrow, we must do God's will today. Only God knows what tomorrow holds. You know, as we go, we may not know what tomorrow holds, obviously. You know, what could happen tomorrow? Um, As we talked about in a former podcast that talked about one of my friends passing, and he did not know in that moment what tomorrow was going to bring. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Tomorrow, something great could happen. Tomorrow, something terrible could happen. We can't boast about those things of tomorrow, but we have to know and trust in God in today and trust in God will do what God needs to do for tomorrow. Trust in his plan for tomorrow. Yes, and we can't get ahead of ourselves and lose focus, really, of what this is all about. At the end of the day, we're... Our goal is to end up with God and not separated from God and his love and hell. And it's we have a great commission to fulfill. And even though we can plan as much as we want, we can't even boast about our plans because we don't know where we're going. We need to make sure that we have a prayer life with God so we are communicating about our plans. God's going to open doors. He's going to close them. He sees the beginning. He sees the end. He is the beginning and the end. And he's outside of the end and the beginning. Yes, amen. And... He's, he's so, he, we can't fathom eternity, but it's in our hearts. And we need to make sure that even though we can make, it's, it's not bad to be prepared. Yeah, don't don't be get prepared. that wrong. But have faith that whatever happens, no matter if your plans are completely treaded on, trampled, which yeah. we had an example of that this last year with m- most people, nothing went as planned last year. Yeah. But God has a better plan than what we could ever ever imagine absolutely and i think this also kind of goes with when when things aren't going good i think this this verse also works with that where it talks about you know um, for tomorrow we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and maybe maybe you're down right now maybe maybe you don't understand what's going to happen next and and you don't know and you're worried and you're scared you're in that state of i mean what is god what's going to happen with me today maybe maybe you don't know um if you're going to eat or um if if the next when your next meal comes, where where you're gonna sleep tonight? Well, what these all these terrible things will be happening to you, but God in the end has His plan, and if, as long as you trust in Him, you can work towards a better life. Obviously, you should do that, and that's important to work on yourself. But in the end, you need to also be open to God changing your direction. You need to be taking those steps. But you also need to be willing for God if he takes a swerve in the road to keep walking on that path. God's guiding your path. You just need to take those steps. Take those steps, but let God direct you in different ways. Yeah, so we need to let God direct because God's outside of it all. He's the beginning and the end, just like this is the end of this episode. So we want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast today and be sure to check out check us out on different platforms like instagram and always always engage with us thanks again for listening and i hope you have a fantastic day